If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back to B2B Growth. I'm Logan Lyles with Sweetfish Media. I'm joined today by Vishal Sunak. He is the co-founder and CEO at LinkSquares. Vishal, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, Logan. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, we're going to be talking about, you know, legal departments alignment with sales and marketing. We talk so much about sales and marketing alignment. We're leaving out all of the other functions. So we're going to be uh, talking about how legal teams can work with their sales teams to increase velocity, to enable marketing better. Uh, Before we get into some tactics, why is this something that you and your team are so passionate about, Vishal? Well, I I have... uh... I've worked in marketing departments previously in marketing ops and sales ops. And so I've, I've had the joy of supporting like go-to-market teams. And, and as the company LinkSquares was, was getting off the ground and kind of driven by the, the pain around these contracts that sales teams ending up getting executed and, and then the business inheriting and not knowing what's inside them, it really just kind of came full circle for me in my career. Like, I, I love this space. I, I love solving this problem through, you know, really advanced technology. I'm also like an engineer by, by kind of classical training. And so it, it's just like the combination of everything. I've worked with some great sales and marketing leaders in the Boston area where we're based. And uh, I, I think I think just everything is coming together and, and essentially around contracts these days. That's what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, reading a really great book, The Expansion Sale. Tim Reister was one of the co-authors of that book, was recently on B2B Growth here. And uh, he was talking about, you know, when you're having an expansion conversation, it makes really makes it really tough when you don't know a lot of the, the history uh, and the agreement. You don't have that right at your fingertips. You might have some of that in your CRM, but if you don't have the details and those specifics that were negotiated, even if they're there, but they're not easy to find, then it makes it really tough. And, and you've seen just by upping the visibility of these agreements, Agreements that oftentimes think uh, that just goes into you know file management, legal, um, having easy access to more of that data from the go-to-market teams, it can really enhance everybody's productivity, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just starting from the question of like where is that contract, all the way to like maybe something really complicated, like there's a termination for convenience or a cure period that that is being exercised in relation to like a termination or or something that's even more complex, right? Uh, Everything that companies are thinking about in terms of operationally, it really comes back to, can I find the contract? What does it say? Can I have access to this information? Can I then distribute this information from account executives, account management, customer success to legal, to finance? Do we understand the impact of getting this renewal, not getting this renewal? Do we know renewals coming up next, next quarter that, yeah, have have weird opt outs. Have we have we failed to deliver something that's in this contract? It's it's all those things, right? And and now with kind of the, the landscape as it is with COVID kind of happening in, in the world around us, having access to more data, having access to being able to provide 
options and flexibility is really super important, I think, for everyone. Yeah. And being able to offer not only options and flexibility, but just showing the customer that that you know, that you have the information. I hate when I'm like dealing with customer service somewhere. I don't care if it's like my ISP or, you know, a cell phone provider or whatever. I'm like, shouldn't you have this? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't <laughs> you know this? Like, and just not putting the customer uh, in the position of having to ask that question, shouldn't you know this, right? And, and on the other side, I've been in sales situations where I'm coming up on a renewal conversation and I dig in and the customer success team didn't know about, you know, that, that specific benchmark that we promised to hit or that, you know, one kind of wrinkle that we added into the scope or something like that. And now all of a sudden that changes the game. It changes that conversation because like Tim and their team, the authors of the expansion sale talk about the first step in any expansion, upsell or cross-sell is to document where where you've been and the successes so far. And so if there's misalignment on expectations and successes, it really puts that account management, sales team, whoever's handling that upgrade, renewal or expansion really yeah. puts them in a bad spot. So what's some of your advice, Vishal, for legal teams working with sales and account management teams to really be more hand-in-hand walking in lockstep? Yeah, it, it, it comes down to uh, the, the opportunities to help the, the top line of the company, right? And and looking at contracts and knowing, I mean, legal should know things like there's a 6%, like call it static price increase every year, right? And and being able to, to say in a scenario where the, the team that's doing an upsell or a cross-sell or a renewal doesn't have access to the actual commercial like terms of service if it, if that's disjointed which is often the case like order forms and, and agreements live separately being able to provide insight and say hey no matter what you got to take like say six percent at the time of renewal but here's other ways that, that we we see the contract uh in terms of maybe even like forward-looking risk like stuff at the time of renewal you want to get out those are really valuable moments right Someone is signing up, someone's signing up to go do something. Maybe the, the contract had a rolling opt-out with 90 days notice or something like that. And, and you're thinking that the relationship is actually going quite well from the sales and the success perspective. Then that's an opportunity for the legal team to like step up and say, you know, at the time of renewal, we're going to get rid of this clause for you, right? So we have protection for the future. And just like thinking smartly, thinking proactively, thinking about the future those are great opportunities for legal teams to dig in and help, right? And and that should be easy enough to do. But you know, again, if you don't know where the contract is and don't know don't know what is inside of it, it becomes a challenge. Yeah. And in times right now, you know, I know that in my own sales role here at Sweetfish, just in the last 30, 60, 90 days, there's been, you know, more scrutiny from the CFO and from finance with with agreements as they take a very close look at any new sort of spend, no matter who the customer is or the industry, but also legal looking at, you know, there are a lot of companies that are still spending money, but they're being very cautious about, you know, longer term commitments or agreements that don't have a very clear out for performance or or they're asking for a more flexible out just based on convenience, those sorts of things. So if our customers' legal departments are looking at things with a fine-tooth comb to kind of protect their organizations, we should be walking in lockstep on the other side with our legal teams to set things up for success on both sides. Yeah. What are some of the common pain points you see, Vishal, that sales teams are, are dealing with with the entire 
contract management workflow? What like if if sales teams are seeing these three four things, then maybe they need to go have a conversation with legal and see can we improve things? What are some of the common symptoms? Yeah, from all the, the conversations we've had over the last five six years, the deployment of like technology and contract management though. They, it feels like there's like hundreds and hundreds of providers that adoption of it inside companies from all the data that we have is, has been pretty low, right? And so there's definitely opportunities where, let's let's face it, a contract is going to get drafted one way or another, whether it's a Microsoft Word template that's getting copied and pasted and then re, re, um, uh, personalized and customized for a particular deal and is being sent out via email for approval, right? Like all, all of those kind of workflows are still going to go on. Can, can there be downfalls of it? Yeah, absolutely, right? And so as, as folks are thinking about like adopting technology, I really think about it in three phases. Like, like what are you doing pre-signature? What's the process pre-signature? What tools do you have in place? How are you getting signatures? That's kind of the middle phase. And then the end phase is where are you storing it? How are you gathering metadata? How are you having kind of proactive information at your fingertips to, to drive kind of future behavior, drive understanding of what you've agreed to, right? And so in those three phases, you know, there's essentially three unique value props to technology to be installed, right? And so I think on the sales side, there's so many sales teams I've talked to, so many that, you know, don't have the ability to do like self-service drafting. And that slows them down, right? Like, like I need to put together a master service agreement, our classical master service agreement for another customer that's basically getting the same master service agreement the last thousand customers got. And just starting from like, can I be the one that can fill it out and draft it? Well, you know, is the, is the right approved template, you know, being used? And, and you know, did, did, you, did you download it off the share drive? And are you using like, like all that kind of upfront self-service friction? That can be solved through technology, right? And and then from there, I think it's really when when a sales rep is going to go out and do their job, which is they're going to go find a customer, they're going to go do a demo, they're going to go sell the value, they're going to get the pricing right, and then they're going to ask legal to help, right? And sales reps need to focus on selling, right? And I always tell that inside our company, it's like, what can I do to help you, right? What what can our management team do to help the people on the front lines? And take off that burden, right? Which is also the burden of like visibility and like knowing like like where is a document that had red lines come back and, and is it being reviewed? Who's reviewing it? Can can I get an update? You know, I have a I have a call with them tomorrow. Is there a chance I can get this back? Like all that back and forth, right? Like I think that's super vital for sales and legal to stay connected that way. Right. And and that's like the communication of where something is, it's vital to the company. It's vital to the sales rather, it's vital to the sales team to have that partnership, right? And then as as kind of the life cycle of the contract moves from like it's been drafted, it's been redlined, it's been negotiated, it's been signed, it's getting stored somewhere where everyone can have access to it. It has act we all have access to the same information. So we're all kind of talking from the same, so to speak, like like you talked about at the at the point of renewal, having having your act together, really knowing at a deep level, what a particular customer had or didn't have. We have a, a customer in the e-commerce space who uh, has contracts structured in a way that's based on page views, e-commerce based on like page views and technology. And so their, their customers through, through the work at home, through the quarantine, their end 
end customer has been using a ton of page views, right? Because everyone's doing a ton more online shopping than they've ever, ever had before. And their business model is such that like they, they have access to more uh, cap, you know, cash coming in from their customers if these page views have been exceeded, right? And so they, they have saved hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and gone and collected it from their customers just because they, they have that information, right? They all can ex- access it People on the front lines as renewal opportunities are coming in or, or they're seeing huge correlation between the, the contract says you get I don't know, 50,000 page views a month. And this customer is using 125,000 page views a month. Like something has got to give here, right? But like enabling that action, right? It, it's been incredible to see examples like that come up like every day, right? And I think there's, a, there's an amazing partnership kind of in the legal, the modern legal team. We always talk about like what comes next for legals, like the modern legal team. Like we're really excited about you know, being being a part of that story uh, and and seeing seeing how the market you know continues to evolve like like other markets like like the marketing tech type of yep. market and, and the sales tech has been fantastic right I'm I'm fingers crossed for that in in legal yeah yeah absolutely so if there are sales leaders listening to this and they say hey I want to go to my legal team I want to show them some some reasons why we should we should look into some technology for contract management because it's going to benefit us. It's going to benefit you, but it's going to probably have to be mutual buy-in. We mentioned earlier, you know, we've talked about benefits of renewal conversations. You talked about not missing revenue opportunities based on certain stipulations within contracts. Uh, We mentioned at the top of the episode that deal velocity is another benefit here. What are some of the, the common things that you're seeing that sales teams could maybe take to their legal team and say, look, you guys, implement this, it's going to have this sort of impact. What, yeah. What's been the impact on deal velocity that you've seen your customers and others implementing this sort of tech? Yeah. Let, let, our, sales, let our sales team self-service draft off approved, of approved templates. Let us do that like fast, right? And so it's kind of out, of out of the legal team's purview to constantly be getting requests. Can I get it? Can I get the MSA? Can I get the mutual NDA? Can I get the security questionnaire drafted for this customer? Let us draft it on our own, right? That, that'll speed up at least kind of the first action where the sales is in control of, right? From there, en- enable a common kind of vernacular to exist between like, you know, an SLA between sales and legal, right? Having that SLA is so super important, right? In the sense that like um, when, when a red line comes in, Right and and a new and a new deal is being worked. What is the turnaround time I can expect as a sales leader? Right, is it is it twelve hours? Is it twenty four hours? Is it is it something more? Is it something less? Right, um, having that upfront conversation, and then and then as the as the document flows, it goes through red lines. It gets it gets executed. You know, can we rely on being able to find this doc together? And if I have nuanced questions, maybe I can go and look at it myself as a sales leader or sales manager, sales director. I have this conversation with my VP of customer success, Matt, all the time. And we're talking renewals all the time, right? And I talk in new business with my CRO, Steve, right, all the time. And, and at, the t- at the point of renewal, we just know so much about everything going on because we have a one common view of the customer, everything from their usage to their pricing, what they bought, how they're using it their behavior, and also the contract itself, right? So it's definitely something that is a partnership, but think about it in st- steps like that. And, and 
Yeah. Yeah. One of one of the things that we saw as opportunity is to make a pre-signature tool that can do like self-service drafting, template template storage, um, and and then being able to create copies, being able to store versions, being able to have like a chat like experience where you can invite someone into a conversation to review a document. So I mean, we we built a whole new product in the quarantine, and and it's coming out this month that you know does that right. And and now we have kind of more parts of the chain in one platform. Yeah, absolutely. Vishal, as we round out the conversation today, you know, I mentioned a few kind of trends that that I'm seeing where legal seems to be taking a closer look at new agreements from the customer, from the prospect side, either related to that or where you see kind of trends between legal and sales alignment. Anything else that you want to point to that that you guys are kind of seeing in the world that you live and breathe every day that you think sales leaders should kind of have have their ear to the to the ground on or have their finger on the pulse of any anything else that you see kind of trending in the months and, and maybe the next year to come. I know any sort of prediction question right now is like, are are you kidding me? Do you know where we thought we were in January and look where we are now in <laughs> June? But any thoughts there to kind of round it out? Yeah, you made a comment earlier about about the CFO definitely playing more of a role. I mean I think previously Maybe with an, an, an annual contract value around 40, 50K, the, the CFO probably didn't need to be involved. But now I think that bar has dropped significantly. It may be down to 15, 20, 25K, depending on the company, right? Thinking just averages, where like the CFO is just going to be involved. And when the CFO is involved uh, on the other side, uh, there's more scrutiny into like terminations static price like increases basically fixed prices like can you can you grandfather us into this pricing uh for x amount of time like two years or three years like i want to sign i want to sign this deal flexibility on payment terms right it's just like having that kind of upfront conversation and it's almost to your benefit to like kind of bite the bullet and say okay can your cfo come into the to the process now right versus trying to say well like you know back in 2019 i, I could get this deal done without a cfo well I mean, things have changed, right? And that'll only help you. I mean, it may not go any faster, right? I mean, we, we've seen our own kind of sales cycles definitely getting above our kind of known historical averages just because folks are just taking longer. It's just taking longer, taking more decision uh, checkpoints, just keeping that all kind of in view, right? As the opportunities for you to like work fast are when the ball is in your court. And when the ball is in your court to like, you know, review red lines, like get on it with your sales team, like get on it with your legal team, like get, get, get alignment and get that next turn of the document out because you don't need it going an extra day because you got a bad process between sales and legal. Don't do that now. Yeah, Everything if is sales so cycles are don't getting longer anyway. Don't make it harder yeah. on yourself. Yeah, yeah it, don't it's do that so now. good. Yeah. I, I, I love now. your advice to just bring up the objections, bring up, you know, in your sales process, say, hey, you know, the last few customers I've been working with, uh, the CFO and the legal team have had questions about this, or these have been their top three priorities or sticking points. Which one of those do you think is most likely? Well, I don't know. Well, maybe we should have the CFO in on yeah. the next conversation. And yeah. now you are the consultant 
helping them buy, not trying to, not just trying to sell and trying to avoid the hard questions. You're bringing them up. And the more that you look at, hey, I dealt with that in this situation, I'm going to talk to you about it and see if it's the same, yeah. but I'm going to ask that question. It might not be the same, mm-hmm. but you you prove your credibility. You prove that you've been through this process before. And that only instills trust in your champion or the economic buyer or the, the C-level executive that you're working with eventually yeah. in the deal. So I, I love that advice, Vishal. The kind of sleight of hand bravado type of selling. I mean, it's the, those days are... Hopefully they were over before 2020 started, but if if they aren't, they weren't over then. They definitely are now. I mean, I mean, yep. I think I think the other thing is also uh, bringing security up. It's a big deal now, right? Yep. I mean, the the big DDoS attack that happened, like you know, earlier this week, the big cyber attack. It's it's on top of mind of everyone now, right? And that's also going to take longer. So again, sales, go go talk to your CISO or or the, your VP of engineering or your CTO and basically be like, hey, listen, here's the story. Everything is taking a lot longer. Can you not make that last piece like extra, extra long? Like, can we just be ready to you know, serve the needs of the sales team? Those are all good conversations, right? Good leaders. Yeah. Don't don't just sit on your hands and say that legal or your security department or whoever it might be is being the sales prevention department. Go to them and and don't just call them the sales prevention department. Go to them and say, you guys can be the ones who are driving uh, velocity for the sales team. Let's work together to make it happen. I I love that, Vishal. If anybody listening to this has become a fast fan of yours, they want to learn more about what you guys are doing at Link Squares or dig into some more content related to the topic today, what's the best place for people to reach out, get in touch, or stay connected? Yeah, come check out our website, linksquares.com. We got an awesome blog. Um, Hat tip to my my CMO, Juliet, who's cranking cranking blog uh, posts and, and content out at a furious pace and and it's uh, it's a it's a good kind of resource as you think about kind of what comes next in, in, in this kind of really challenging condition and, and please reach out if we can be helpful. I love it. Vishal, I love to hear that hat tip to the CMO. CEO and CMO relationships sometimes can be some of the most uh, fraught with friction. So I love to hear you know, a, a good relationship there. Well, thank you so much for a great conversation, uh, several great tips for sales and legal alignment. We've talked so much about sales and marketing alignment. Let's, let's talk about uh, another crucial function that can drive revenue uh, when they work together with the go-to-market teams. I really enjoyed the conversation today. Thanks for being the guest. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by PandaDoc. Sending your documents as PDFs through email is super old school. It's time to wow the socks off your prospects, clients, and colleagues by creating, sending, tracking, and e-signing with PandaDoc. Go to pandadoc.com slash B2B today and start a completely free trial. No credit card required. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.